Hey everyone, it's Maria here with the Thought Spiral Podcast. It is December 17th, 2019, and one week away from Christmas. So the topic for today's episode is debt. And I have to share my opinions, my feelings about this, because so many of us are in so much unnecessary debt for absolutely no reason. When I first uh, decided, you know, to reach out to my ex and and we decided to reconcile. We had been living separately in very different ways. Um, My life, I hadn't had credit cards. Um, I did have some small amounts of debt just because, you know, during the time that we were divorced, I couldn't find, you know, work that was sufficient enough to pay for certain things. So I had a vehicle repossessed and, you know, I had some items and collections. Um, And in 2013, I decided I want to pay all this off because I received my VA benefits after three years of waiting. Um, So I used that money to, you know, either pay off those accounts, dispute some of those accounts, because there were a lot of things on my credit that weren't mine. Um, I knew where they came from, but they weren't mine. Um, And I really worked to clear as much as I could off of my credit so that I didn't have to maintain any of that debt any longer. Um, We all need vehicles. You know, we all, not all of us have the luxury of public transport or, you know, not having to commute depending on where you live. So vehicle debt to me is an understandable debt. Do you have to be in vehicle debt? No. Do you have to be in hundreds of thousands of dollars of vehicle debt? Absolutely not. If you can find something that works for you, that you can maintain, that's in good working condition, sure. So when my fiance and I reconciled a few years ago, as I mentioned, we had been living our lives very differently. He was living what I say and what he knows that I refer to as a bachelor lifestyle. So a lot of credit cards, a lot of vehicles, a lot of stuff that just wasn't paid for. Um, You know, unfortunately... And I say unfortunately because these are the types of things that get people into trouble is when he transitioned from being an enlisted Marine to an officer, he received a lot of incentives, a lot of, you know, credit card companies kind of providing those starter cards, um, you know, even through his own, like say through uh, USAA banking, which is where we do all our banking. They offer a lot of incentives too for military or prior military And he kind of jumped on those things because we have this, you know, wherever we've learned that credit is so important, we have this thought that we have to have a high credit score, which means we have to have a high amount of debt. I don't believe that. I never had any credit cards. Um, The one credit card that I did have was a fixed credit card, a fixed rate credit card that had a $250 max that I got because I had no credit. And at the time I wanted to buy a house and, you know, that was preventing me the the whole, oh, you don't have any credit was preventing me from being able to buy a home, even though I could afford a home. Um, So for him, you know, he kind of jumped on a lot of those incentives and just continued to rack up debt, you know, just because he needed to use these cards but he was only making those minimum payments. So nothing was ever happening with those cards except paying off the principal itself. So when we got back together, 
We came into this relationship with very different perceptions of life and debt, um, you know, that we really had to kind of comb through and figure out what worked for our relationship. For me, I didn't have any debt. I had a, I guess I did have debt, but the debt was um, an issue with the VA, with my education benefits and them stating they paid me, you know, a certain amount that they didn't. Um, so they had put that into collections and were actually garnishing my disability. So I wasn't getting any disability payments for about two years. And then come to find out, I was able to waive that fee and able to reduce the debt significantly to be able to pay it off. Um, so when we came into this, that was my biggest debt. And it was only about $2,000. So it wasn't a huge debt. Um, but when he came in, he came in with, you know, a truck, a motorcycle, three credit cards, um, and a whole list of stuff that just wasn't paid for. So when we got into the discussion about planning for our future and um, making choices that were going to benefit us both in the future, it was a conversation that took about a year to really happen. When you're an independent person and when you've been taking care of yourself, it's really hard to stomach sharing your income with someone else. In my situation, I had such a hard time making the choice, you know, like finding, finding it within me to share my money because for so long I had managed to keep myself out of, you know, credit card debt or vehicle debt to keep myself where I wasn't financially dependent on credit. Everything I did, I paid for in cash. You know, if I needed to make a big purchase like furniture, I would save the money up for however long I needed to, to be able to pay it in full when I went to buy it. So it was really hard for me to let go of that part of my life where I was completely self-sufficient and I had money in a savings account. Um, and that was the difference too when we got back together was he had not a penny in savings and I had a nice comfortable little chunk of savings. So it was a really difficult discussion for a long time. And then we came across the Total Money Makeover uh, book by Dave Ramsey. We actually, my fiance actually had the book already so when we were driving down to see family for the holidays, we decided to listen to the book for the entire drive. We listened to it, listened to it again, got down there, uh, you know, kept on working toward this plan. Uh, he created a whole spreadsheet, you know, and we were putting inputting our uh, LESs in there, you know, my earnings and leave statement, our bonuses, our raises, kind of putting everything in there to help this whole idea come to fruition. So on the way back home, we listened to it pretty much the whole drive. We would finish and start all over again. So it really was the catalyst in us deciding that we wanted to be debt-free, um, especially at the time considering he had about four years until retirement. We wanted to be debt-free by the time that he retired. So debt can be debilitating for a lot of people. And coming from a family that did not have money, um, I, at, you know, now at this stage in my life, I consider we were very poor. Um, my parents always made sure we had, you know, a roof over our head, just enough food in our stomachs, 
every once in a while we might not have electricity. Every once in a while we may not have had hot water. We didn't have the best clothes. You know, we didn't have the the best gifts on birthdays or Christmases. And I really want to change that legacy. And I think that he and I, he also experienced a very similar childhood and sometimes probably even worse poverty than I did. So the both of us grew up not understanding debt, not understanding, you know, financial peace, not understanding what to do with money. And we both lived our lives with, you know, making really bad choices, not having money. Um, I even fell into payday loans (laughs) when I first joined the military because I didn't know how to manage the 300 and something dollars, you know, every two weeks that I was getting paid as a young E3 in the military. Um, But, you know, both of us had really kind of skewed views about debt and about money, really specifically about money. Um, I think that, you know, we're constantly hearing that you have to have a high credit score. Oh, you can't buy a house unless you have credit. You can't buy that car unless you have credit. And in my opinion, credit is just maintaining debt. There's nothing to be said for having five credit cards that are maxed out that you cannot pay for, but you can still go and apply for a loan for a house and get that just because of the amount of debt that you've incurred, not because you're responsible with money, not because you're making enough money to do that, but because the system is set up in a way to keep you thinking that by maintaining debt, you're able to maintain, you know, the normal things in life, buying a house, buying a car, having a family. Um, And I really have such an issue with that. He and I have been going three years strong on this financial peace side of things that we're trying to do. Um, We were able to pay off about $30,000 in four months on the first two credit cards. And all we do, you know, thankfully, we do have a a sufficient, um, we both have sufficient incomes, mainly due to the area that we live in. But this is possible for anybody making any income. It's all about choosing to be a little bit selfish, choosing to be a little bit self-disciplined and wanting to just get rid of this debt because there's no need for it. So we made really good headway. We made really good decisions. You know, we paid off two credit cards. We had the other credit card just about paid off. Then we decided to get new vehicles, trade in our old vehicles, get new vehicles. So we incurred a little bit more debt, nothing too crazy. Um, I think I might've added about $6,000 of debt to my car while he added (laughs) uh, almost 20. And that was between the two of us for his vehicle. So we kicked ourselves in the asses, you know, for the next almost year about, we should have just kept our other cars. They would have been paid off by now. But again, we commute, we felt that we deserved to have newer, nicer vehicles. Um, you know, so we, we justified those purchases. We come up about, I'd say last year, maybe about eight months ago, and we were about to have the last credit card paid off. Um, And then we decided, well, let's sell the motorcycle. We had been trying to sell the motorcycle for about two years, wasn't working. We actually took it back to the Harley-Davidson dealership that we bought it from, and they offered to buy it. Um, 
and but they didn't offer exactly what we needed so we had to cover that difference and we did that with the credit card so the credit card that we had down to about two to three thousand dollars we just added another five thousand dollars on top of we said you know no big deal we got rid of the motorcycle that was the goal now we know we can just pay this debt off and that will be the end of it then we decided to buy a boat (laughs) and we bought a boat not two months after selling the motorcycle we were able to justify that debt because the amount of buying a boat is significantly less than buying a vehicle and you're financed for a longer period of time so yeah we can do that we can pay 250 a month for a boat totally feasible very low payment no big deal so a few months later we decide let's go look at a vehicle for me i didn't my vehicle was not really close to being paid off nothing was wrong with it low mileage you know i bought it brand new low mileage great vehicle for the dogs great for me to get back and forth to work not exactly what i wanted but i was okay with it my fiance is like oh i found a you know a yukon denali couple hours out you want to go look at it sure let's go look at it we bought it um thankfully they paid we got a really good deal on it um i wasn't in the mood to buy a vehicle that day um and i just kind of went along with the motions like you normally do same day we decide well let's see if they'll take this big old truck that we're paying for that we don't want anymore that's just impractical they did we bought another truck so within a day we bought two Mine is a 2017, his is a 2019. Two new vehicles, let's just call it that, with a very high amount of debt. Um, Because in order to not go upside down as much, we put down very large down payments on those vehicles. And so the reason I'm sharing all of this is because you can make a choice to be out of debt and you can make mistakes but you can still make the choice to be out of debt if you take responsibility for what you're choosing to do. So we realized we made some huge mistakes. We messed up. We fucked up big time in the matter of two months. And we had to accept the pain and the responsibility of that because, again, it's so easy to go out and do these things and nobody's telling you not to. You have to listen to yourself. If you're like, yeah, this isn't a good idea, you need to talk to your partner, which we don't do. We support each other in what we do. We know what we can manage and what we can't. But now we've pushed out paying off our debt for a year. Not a huge difference in the time frame that we had, you know, set up, but it's still a year. So where we had a credit card that was about to be paid off, the credit card's maxed out again because of making these decisions. My point in sharing all this isn't to say like, oh, we messed up. We don't know what we're doing. You, you shouldn't do this because this is what we did. It's about checking ourselves, right? So we talk every day about our budget. We talk every day about future goals, future plans, what we want to have paid off by what time, what we could potentially have paid off you know, sooner than expected. And it's a conversation that happens every day. There are some days where I'm like, can you just not, can you just not talk to me about this right now? 
Or there's days that he's like, I'm just pissed off or I'm disappointed in in what we did. And we have to just realize that, okay, take responsibility. What's the next step of action if we want to be debt free? So what we do, we do the debt snowball, like total money makeover, um, you know, like Dave Ramsey tells you to do. You start with the smallest debt. You put all your money toward that debt, pay it off. And then whatever the payment was that you were making toward that debt, you should be able to roll over onto your next debt. So your payment plus what you've been, you know, if you've been able to put any extra, you immediately roll that over to the next debt and start paying the next debt off. It's really hard to stay disciplined with money when you live in an area like we do where there's not a whole lot to do because everything is very expensive. You know, we live right outside of Washington, D.C. Prices are inflated like you wouldn't believe. And the only time they're not is when you want to drive an hour or two hours sitting in hellish traffic to go, you know, do something that's going to be a little cheaper. So we don't have a lot of options. And although we bought the boat and it gave us a phenomenal summer, it changed the entire dynamic of our weekends. You know, it really allowed us to do some things with family and friends that we haven't been able to do. It's another it's just another debt that we have to not only maintain, but, you know, you got to pay for gas for the boat. You got to pay for, you know, uh, launching the boat. We're still paying to dock the boat. Um, you know, so there's a lot of other expenses that come along with that. And in the winter months, we can't even use the boat, <laughs> you know, so it's just one of those things that we have. It's like a harsh reality to face. But knowing that the boat is one of the the most minimum, you know, the, the, the least amount of a payment, we can continue to work toward whatever else we want to. So every little bit of extra money that we get, and by extra money, I mean, you know, if we sell some things, I, I have a Poshmark, so I try to sell some items on Poshmark. We try to sell stuff, you know, I've sold my bicycle, I've sold a few things, you know, so any extra debt or extra income that we get, like I get um, awards, you know, each year for my assessments. I get a raise every year. He gets a raise every year. You know, our tax refunds. We use all of that money because it's usually a nice amount of money to pay toward a debt. So at this rate, we'll have the credit card paid off in March. You know, it could have been paid off six months ago, but we've already moved past that. And then we can work toward paying off our vehicles. And the reason that I I share any of this is because it's so important to not maintain debt. You don't need three credit cards. You don't need a credit card for New York and Company or Old Navy or Victoria's Secret because out of those three credit cards, you still have another three that are probably American Express, Capital One, you know, USAA. You don't need all of those credit cards because if you have the cash to pay for things, credit is bullshit. If I had $10,000 cash, I could go buy a little beater of a car and drive that back and forth to work, and I would be totally happy with that. I'm not happy with having 40 something thousand dollars worth of debt in a vehicle. But the only way that I can justify it is that it's a newer vehicle, it's a vehicle that's going to last, that has a great reputation, and I'm not buying another vehicle. So once that car is paid off, I'm done with cars. 
Um, and the same goes for my fiance. You know, he has very expensive tastes. You know, he's got kind of, what do they say, like Gucci taste on a Kmart budget. But we don't have a Kmart budget. We have a decent budget, a decent income, but that doesn't mean that we need to be wasteful of that money just because it's there. And it's really hard too for us, you know, to to be disciplined to the point where we're like, oh, I just want to go spend money. But when you get to the point that you start to see where you can be debt free, that rhymed really well, you don't want to spend money. So even if you need some jeans, in my case, because all my jeans were blown out in the thigh area, because the older I get, the more round I get and the more, you know, easily my jeans are ripping apart. I was like, no, I don't want to buy jeans. I don't want to buy new jeans. And we sacrifice for, you know, probably six months. Well, I'll say four to six months we usually sacrifice buying anything, spending anything, going anywhere so that we can knock out a debt. And then after we do that, we reward ourselves. We take a month off and we go shopping, you know, for underwear, bras, socks, whatever it is that we need, we'll go and get between that month. And then as soon as that month's over, we roll around and start paying off the next debt. And that's what we've done. And again, we made mistakes this year. You know, we disappointed ourselves and each other with not holding each other accountable and saying like, no, we don't need that right now. You know, we kind of both fed into that. So we both have to deal with the pain that comes with, damn, we were so close to paying off debt. Now we're right back to where we started. But I think the most important thing in all of this is that you, if you can realize it, and if you really work toward it and you want to together, that's the biggest step you can make. You know, I have sisters who have quite a few credit cards who, you know, I don't want to say are trying to keep up with anybody. You know, one of them has one income and it's been that way for over a decade. And she continues to complain about money, but she doesn't do anything, you know, to get her partner to want to, you know, contribute in the way that she needs her to, to get that done. Wherein my other sister, you know, they have three kids and it's that whole changing of, you know, changing your legacy thing. We didn't grow up with a lot. We were pretty poor. We didn't have the best toys. We couldn't play sports. We couldn't do all of these things because they cost money. Where my my older sister wants her kids to be able to do all of those things because she wasn't able to. But then you're going into debt constantly because your kid's going to change their mind about five times about what sports they want to play. And then you're like shelling out this money three, four times a year. And you're doing the same thing. You're just creating more debt. Not only that, but she tends to be a little bit of a a trend follower. So she'll get on the kick of buying certain, you know, um, what is it like supplements or diets or, you know, workout gear, or she likes to stay up with what's trending. And that's a goal of hers. You know, she wants to be on trend. She wants to have the next best thing. Um, And I, thankfully, I'm just not like that. I don't want to spend any money. And I find it really hard because I didn't have the money back when I was alone. I never spent money unless it was on clearance, you know, unless it was, I like to go all out for people's birthdays and for Christmas. And it, for me, I like to give more than I like to buy for myself. But, you know, even still, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I could just go shopping because I really need new, you know, jeans and I can't, I don't want to spend the money. But 
sometimes you have to be able to do, you shouldn't be at a point where you can't do those, those things out of necessity for yourself. So for us, we're like, hey, we have a little extra money left over this month. Let's take a couple hundred bucks. You buy some jeans and I'll buy some jeans and then we'll be good for the year. And that's what we did. We took a couple hundred bucks from our savings because we maintain a pretty decent amount of savings. We try to keep it at 5,000 um, mainly because pet, you know, our vet fees are so expensive that we started having to use our credit card for the vet bill a few years ago. So we decided at the very least, if we keep 5,000, if something happens, say I don't work or there's a government shutdown or one of the pets, there's an emergency, we have a nice little fund to keep, you know, to do that without impacting us, you know, as a whole. So we took a couple hundred bucks, we bought some jeans, we're happy about it. Like we love our new jeans. It's all we can talk about because we don't often do those things for ourselves. Um, you know, we, we have family coming for Christmas and we had to set a budget for that because we're like, we can't buy everybody 10 gifts. Like it's, there's no point going into debt buying Christmas gifts that we're not even sure everybody's going to like, you know, we don't, you know how it is for Christmas. It's like the more the gifts, the better you are in the family. And oh, Maria got me five things, even though I'm never going to wear them or use them. It's just the way it is. So we set a budget. We had a $1,500 budget. $500 was for any kind of decorations that we needed because we had no Christmas decorations, no Christmas tree, no Christmas lights, nothing. And if you're hosting a Christmas I had to like seriously justify to him, like, I need some money for Christmas stuff. I have no Christmas stuff. And he was like, do you think 500 is enough? And that includes getting a tree, getting a tree stand, you know, doing all the stuff that we need to do for the house, for ornaments, because that shit is expensive. And I was like, yep, I can do it. I think I spent about 400 bucks total. And that was, again, you know, getting some of the things that we needed, lights, garland, um, I didn't go too crazy. You would think I did, but I didn't. It's just how expensive everything is. So out of that 1500 500 for his family, 500 for mine. That 500 included getting gifts for each other. So we had to cut that 500 into 250 each for gifts for each other and then 250 for each family. It wasn't enough money, which is insane to me. We actually ended up having to use some extra funds because we wanted to make sure, you know, to get each kid a gift. And that included the older kids, sending them some money, 20 bucks a kid. There's a lot of nieces and nephews in this family. And we didn't think it through, you know, so we did go about 200 over. So we're about a $1,700 budget for Christmas. And that's ridiculous. But there's a pressure because of, you know, the whole commercialism, because of families, because of fucking social media that we all feel like, oh, I can't post a picture of my Christmas tree with only five gifts under it. I've got to post a picture of my Christmas tree and all the presents just exploding from underneath it. I have to post a picture of every Christmas decoration that I bought, my table, my kitchen, my foyer, my lights outside. We're all just trying to keep up with nobody. So Dave Ramsey has this quote and he says, don't buy something you don't need with money you don't have to impress somebody you don't like. And that's what we constantly do. We're constantly worried about what's everyone gonna think. And I even had to step back for this whole Christmas thing 
and be like, I don't need, like, I don't have the money to buy everybody, you know, these amazing expensive gifts of everything they want. And so I had to go back to that, you know, that little um, quote that's like, what one thing they want, one thing they need, one thing they wear, one thing they read. Because that used to be my, my, uh, my motto, I guess, for how I would buy gifts for the kids. And so I was like, you know what? I'm done with Christmas. If you only got two gifts, sorry. If I, you know, I try to put a lot of thought into what I buy and I couldn't find a lot of things, so I did the best I could do. But still, at the end of the day, $1,700, that's $1,700 for a Christmas budget is insane. We were able to do it because we manage our money and save it in order to, you know, like we had to save it a couple months ago to be able to have that budget for Christmas, but it's not worth it. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by debt, you know, if you're feeling like there are some folks who are like, I don't care, I'm never going to get out of debt, so I'm just going to keep on racking up, you know, getting credit cards, maxing them out, and paying the minimum payments. You don't have to do that. And I had this epiphany, you know, after we got really disappointed about the choices that we made though over the past few months and kind of racking up all this debt out of nowhere, I was like, we have to change our legacy. We cannot live like our parents lived. I don't want to be eating rice and eggs because I can't afford to buy groceries. I don't want to worry about the electric bill. I don't want to worry about the water bill. I don't want to worry about those things like my parents did because nobody taught them how to manage money. Nobody taught them the value of money. And the value of money is being able to secure, in my opinion, a financial future. I'm not the best, you know, I'm not the most well-spoken about this topic. It's more of a personal thing for me. I just don't want to be in debt. And knowing that we have two new vehicles with a shit ton of debt, because that's just what it is. And even though I can justify that and say, well, you know, we need cars. We can't drive together. We work very different hours. You know, he works farther than I do. I use my vehicle for the dogs to transport them back and forth. It doesn't matter. We didn't, that, that to me was unnecessary debt. And we are trying to sell stuff again. You know, we got to sell the boat. We talked about selling my new vehicle just because it's the smaller debt of the two and buying, you know, a beater, we'll see what happens. You know, it's winter time. We ain't selling a boat right now. But pretty much the whole point of this is to understand that like debt isn't something that you need to have in your life. Debt isn't something that you need to maintain. You can live like no one else, just like Dave says, If you live like no one else, which means if you are focused on having financial peace and you suffer and sacrifice through those periods where you're trying to pay something off and you're not going out to eat and you're not buying new shoes just because they're new and you're not buying, you know, the new computer or the new TV or the new iPhone just because it's the new iPhone, you'll be able to get to that point. We actually took our savings Uh, took some savings out the other day and paid off our cell phones because we were so pissed off about the amount of debt that we were just carrying for two phones that are already out of date. They're already old. So we decided, how much is it? We walked into Verizon. How much is it to pay off our cell phones today? 
They do their little thing. Oh, 600 and something dollars. We looked at each other and said, let's pay it. Take it out of savings. We're just going to have to make that up the next month. Because paying a $300 phone bill for two phones that are already considered old and paying them at the brand new price did not make sense to us. So we're not getting any more upgrades. We could give a shit about the iPhone 11, you know? I have an iPhone 7S and it does everything I need to do and it allows me to sit here and record my podcast perfectly, you know, do what I need to do and that's all that matters. And so if you're at that point, what's your smallest debt? Just just do a quick like jot it down, make a list. What's your smallest debt? How much money can you put to that debt on top of the minimum payment? Without impacting your livelihood, I understand people have kids, we've got daycare, but just try to figure it out. Just just write it down. What can I pay toward this? If your minimum payment is 100 bucks, but you can pay 150 a month, do that. Why not? If that $50 isn't going to impact you, put it toward that debt. And, and continue to make your minimum payments on everything else, but try to make as much as you can on that smallest debt you know, as much as you can of a payment, because you'll see how quickly that debt's going to go away. And it's called the debt snowball. So, you know, you roll over that money onto the next. So you're already paying a minimum amount, say for another credit card. So you take that 150 and add it to that minimum payment. Now you've got $350 that you're making toward the next card. So you're going to pay that off that much quicker. And that's the way you do it. We try to share as much as we can. We've offered to share our budget spreadsheet. We actually have to a few people like, hey, this is what we're doing. You put all your information in there, put all your payments, put all everything. And he actually has it projected out two years from now with with our payments, our income just for today. That doesn't include raises and salary. You know, it doesn't include any other changes. That's what we make today, December 17th. And he's got it projected out to 2021 and has us already with two things, two vehicles paid off, the boat and my truck. So it is possible. And if anyone's telling you that it isn't possible, it's because they don't understand, I guess, financial peace. They don't, they don't see it as, well, no, you need, everybody's like, you need credit cards so you can buy a house. No, you don't. You need money so you can buy a house. You need a down payment so you can buy a house so that it'll cover, you know, everything else. Um, that you need it to cover. And then you're just paying for your house. That's all you got to worry about. So I'm going a little long here. I'm going to go ahead and cut this off. And when we were on our way home from Thanksgiving, we were talking about our plan, you know, discussing what we could do, what moves we could make in January to pay some things off quicker, what amounts we could put toward, you know, like, oh, you'll be getting your refund. I'm getting my refund. You're getting your bonus. So, you know, we've already discussed what we were going to do with that money. So it was never ours to begin with, which is how it should be. You shouldn't be focused on, well, I'm getting this much money for my bonus. I'm going shopping. I'm getting my nails done. I'm going sizzler. We're not doing that. And so I told him, I said, we have to stop wanting. We have to stop wanting stuff. Stop wanting shit. Unless it's an absolute necessity. We know we need cars. Cool. Make sure we have money for gas and make sure we can keep them maintained. We don't need anything else for those vehicles. And I was sitting there and I told him, I was like, we have to stop wanting because want turns into get and get turns into debt. And yes, that is me, Maria. I made that quote up. So don't steal it. Use it though. Apply it because everything you want, you get. 
And then when you get it, you have the debt to pay it off, to have to pay off. And it's not worth it. So I'm, I get really worked up about this because I want to change my legacy. I want to have a better life and future for us. When he retires, I want to be able to buy a house or build a house. Um, you know, I want to be able to start my dog rescue because that's my plan. You know, I want him to be able to go to school full time, you know, use his GI Bill benefits without having to worry about how things are being taken care of at home. I want to be able to contribute. And so does he. And with that, you know, if you ever have any questions or need help, I don't know how, you know, Anchor might work. I'll have to look into it if there's an email. Um, but if you're confused, if you're feeling overwhelmed by debt, if you're, if you're debilitated by your debt, pick up a Dave Ramsey book. Google Dave Ramsey. He is, we feel like he is our grandpa, you know, or, or he's our, our uncle that we don't want to disappoint. And we feel like we disappointed him. And that just made us all the more, you know, disciplined and focused to get it done. Because one day we want to be able to call him and do our debt-free scream, you know, and, and tell him we got debt-free in 24 months and we want him to be proud of us. And so that's what we focus on. What would Dave say is what we say. So with that, Good luck. I hope everyone has happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy New Year. My dog's getting restless because I'm talking and she wants to go outside. So with that, I hope everyone has a great week. Love and light to you all.